0: Welcome to How to Eat Less Water, the podcast for anyone who's concerned about the state of our environment and wants to live more sustainably, but is short on either time, money, ideas, or all three. I'm your host, Florencia Ramirez, author of the award-winning book, Eat Less Water, and a kitchen activist. I share bite-sized action steps anyone can implement in their kitchen. Why the kitchen? The average person eats between 500 to 1,300 gallons of virtual water every day. Our food is the best place to turn our hope for a better environment into action. Now, let's dig in and grow well-being together. I'm your host, Ferencia Ramirez, and this is episode 66. If you're listening to this when this podcast airs, it is before Earth Day, and it gives you a chance to think about What are you doing for Earth Day? Looking for events that are nearby, whether it's uh, festivals or maybe cleanup events. There's all kinds of different things happening. I'll point you in a direction of how to find events near you on this podcast. And if you're listening to this after Earth Day, there are Earth Day types of events happening all year long. And of course, you could create your own in your home. Beginning in the kitchen, for example, which I believe is ground zero for positive change that we can make on this planet. For this episode, I'm going to offer three reasons I believe Earth Day celebrations or events are really needed in 2023. The first is it brings us together. Since the first Earth Day in 1970, when 20 million Americans came out for Earth Day to now, which 1 billion people in 192 different countries will participate in Earth Day this year, that is just incredible because it's harnessing a collective energy. It's gathering people together who want to do something and are looking for ways and ideas and inspiration to protect the planet. These events are not only important to inspire us to continue to do this good work, but also a good place for us to inspire others to join us. The United Nations surveyed 1.2 million people spanning over 50 countries with what they called the people's climate vote. And they asked respondents if they believe climate change is a global emergency. And 64% of the respondents answered yes. A different study conducted by Southern Cross University back in 2019 found that 77% of respondents who lived in both the US and Australia wanted to learn more about sustainable living. So the way that I interpret those results is that two-thirds of the people surveyed are concerned and believe that we need to do more when it comes to protecting the environment. But oftentimes, we want to do something, but we don't quite know how to do it or what are the most effective places to spend our time and our energy. Of course, that's what I talk about here on this podcast, giving lots of different action tips of things that you can do starting right now to make a difference from the thing that is critical to living, which is food. And I believe that how we curate the food that we bring into our kitchens holds So much power to rewrite the story of our planetary health. I personally am going to the one in Santa Barbara. That's one that's close to me. It's one of the longest running Earth days in the country. And it shouldn't be surprising given that in 1969, a massive oil spill in Santa Barbara, still one of the worst that we've experienced in the United States, was the impetus for Earth Day events. 4 million gallons of oil killed thousands of seabirds, dolphins, seals, and sea lions. That disaster served to mobilize local organizations and to seed the idea of an Earth Day event. In 1969, a few months later, President Nixon came to Santa Barbara to see the spill and the cleanup efforts. And during that same period, a junior senator from Wisconsin, Gaylord Nelson. So he was influenced by Rachel Carson's book called Silent Spring, as many others were. He comes to Santa Barbara to see this terrible thing that had happened with the oil spill. On the way home to his home state of Wisconsin, he's reading an article around the Vietnam sit-ins that were happening around the country in protest for the Vietnam War. And then he had the idea, which is why don't we do environmental sit-ins using the same format as these anti-war sit-ins that were already occurring on college campuses. That is why Earth Day is on April 22nd, because he figured most college students would be on spring break and they would have the time to come to these, these sit-ins. That first year, 20 million mostly college students participated in these sit-ins, which was way more successful than what the senators and the other organizers of this event had anticipated. Earth Day events are the place to exchange ideas because it's clear that we want to learn. We want to know how we can live more sustainably, how we can be part of the solution I'm spending a lot of time thinking about these ideas because that's the work I'm, I've been designed to do. And because I'm spending so much time thinking about these things, that means you don't need to think about it as much as I do. And instead, you can show up to an event like this and meet with me and others who are using their talents, gifts, and their calling for doing the work that they do. And you could just come to the events, take it all in, And you have no idea how things are going to land, just like Senator Nelson from Wisconsin, who had no idea when he came to the oil spill in Santa Barbara, how that would lead to Earth Day. That then would propel so many other things forward, including the Clean Water Act that was signed by President Richard Nixon a year later, followed by the establishment of the um, Environmental Protection Agency and has then served as a model for other nations to create similar agencies and protections for their land, air, water, soil. But of course, there's so much more to do. So the second uh, reason why it's important for Earth Day events is it gives us the opportunity to reflect on our wins what do we have to celebrate because it's very easy to get stuck in the energy of oh there's so much to do there's so much more ahead of me like any time that we take on any kind of project right now i'm finishing up my book the kitchen activist that i need to have in my editor's hands by july 4th so that it can be published by the Spring of 2025. And it feels daunting when I start, when I think about how much more I need to do. And if I just focus on that part of it, then what happens is that then I just don't do it, right? But if I sit and I reflect on how much I've already done, like, oh, I already have over a hundred pages of this written, I already have the outline, I've already have the work that I've been doing all of these years, that reflection of what I've done, it really gives me the energy to propel forward and just feel like, okay, I can do this. And that's the same with anything. And especially when it comes to the environment where every single news cycle, we are seeing just devastating images of floods of fires. It's relentless. And it's important to see those images. And it's important that finally the connection is being said out loud that these extreme weather events are as a result of climate change and our water systems as a result of climate change being altered in the way that water moves around our planet. If that is where we sit is to see All of this devastation happening on our planet, it could start to feel so big that we do nothing. You just start to feel like, well, how can I make a difference? There's nothing I can do. But that's not true because each of us making different choices every day adds up if more of us are doing it, right? It's merging our influence. It's the power of the collective. The reflection of our wins is so critical because we have come. A great distance and we have much more work to do but by reflecting back on the things that we've accomplished together then we can move that energy forward and that brings me to the third reason i believe earth days are critical it gives us the opportunity to begin again so it's reflecting on what we've done and looking to see where do we want to go from here as a collective, but also as an individual. Where do I want to go from here? What new things can I bring in? When I go to Earth Day this weekend, I will be looking for different ideas around how can I electrify my home more than what I'm doing now, which I definitely have a lot of room to grow in that arena. That's one of my goals is to collect information on how I can bring new ideas into my home around electrifying, using more solar and wind energies, which is the future. And I could start to move my home from its dependence on fossil fuels. Also to look at where can we double down? What are the things that we're doing already that we can go even deeper. So for me, it is food, meal planning, keeping my kitchen organized. It's remembering that before I go shopping for food, that I shop my kitchen first, and then the farmer's market, and then the grocery store. Doubling down on reducing food waste doubling down on supporting regenerative agriculture and growing those relationships with farmers and food producers who are at the forefront of building soil health, drawing down carbon because their soil is so alive with microbiology. It is the people who are our water managers because they're using less water on the farm and they're also polluting less water because their farms are not Contributing to runoff that's polluted with chemicals or nitrogen from fertilizers and moving into our rivers and streams that then go off into the ocean and are killing fish and sea life along the way. Those are the things that I'm going to double down on. And of course, you can go back to the other 65 podcasts where I give lots of good ideas, the interviews that I've had. Um, thus far with people who are doing really outstanding work, I want to turn you on to the earthday.org website. On that website, you can click on events and find an event near you. When you click on that, you will see a map populated with so many marks around the world indicating that there's an earth day event. And sometimes there are festivals like the one I'll be participating in, the Santa Barbara earth day event. Or here in Oxnard, where I live, there's an Earth Day beach cleanup. Earth Day events can look like so many th- different things. You can find Earth Day event near you. And also, if you know of an Earth Day event that you're participating in, to go onto that map and make sure it is showing up. They're also asking us to register the events. When you're there, you can also look at the different campaigns that are happening. This organization is doing so much work from ending plastic pollution to climate and environmental literacy. So if you are a teacher and you're looking for some curriculum, they have some good free material for you there. Also, fashion for the earth. They have a campaign around regenerative agriculture. I mean, it just goes on and on all the work that they're doing. So this is a great newsletter to be signed up for. I know I just signed up for it. I hope to see you if you live close by Santa Barbara at the Earth Day event. You can find me with my Eat Less Water pop-up shop, and I'll be there with Pesticide-Free Soil Project interns so we can talk to you about what we're doing with that work as well. You will. You could also find me on the stage. This year, I'll MC the Environmental Hero Award portion of the program. I was a past recipient. And I will honor this year Naleli Cobo and Cesar Aguirre, who have both worked in their communities to combat the devastating effect of the fossil fuel industry. Join me on Sunday, April 30th, from two to three on the main stage, where the awardees will be there too accept their awards and the whole program is great there's music speakers different voices from the community that are there to inspire the audience to think about ways that they can be involved whether it's participating in one of these projects or giving people ideas to start something new either way it's important and it's just growing and deepening what's happening in this space to just grow well being for our communities, it's just phenomenal. And on Sunday, because this is a two day event, so you can also find me on the Homegrown Roots stage sometime in the morning. The festival begins at eleven o'clock. I think I'm around that time, like 30 But in addition to me, on both days, there's so many fantastic participants on this stage, which include Rodell Institute, Quail Springs Permaculture, the Beekeepers Guild of Santa Barbara, Veggie Rescue, Kuyama Beverage Company, Apples to Zucchini Cooking School. It just goes on and on of how many wonderful organizations will participate on this homegrown roots zone. Where you can come and learn from all of these phenomenal human beings who are doing good work in their communities. I'm going to end it right there. Thank you so much for joining me again, I hope, to see you at an Earth Day event, whether it's Santa Barbara or somewhere else on the planet, doing good work and being inspired and inspiring others to grow well-being on this planet we love, and growing our own health. In the process. So thank you so much and be well. Let's stay connected. Sign up for my newsletter and receive more tips in your inbox weekly and 15% off your first purchase at the Eat Less Water Shop. You can also find me on your favorite social media space at Eat Less Water. Please remember to hit subscribe and leave a review. Even if it's only the star rating, because every one of them will increase the chances of other like-minded folks to find us. Thank you for joining me on this journey to eat less water. Together, we will write the story of well-being for this planet we have the privilege to call home. Meet you back here every Wednesday. There is power in the collective.